Hey everybody, welcome to the latest edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0, taping August the 3rd, 2022. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. And this is going to be one of those rare occurrences where we're not railing and ranting about politics and stupid people and dumb things that those stupid people do. Believe it or not, it's going to be an episode wholly based on actual sports news. So that means we start off with the trade deadline repercussions in Major League Baseball. Yes, lots of news. None of the news that you were expecting out of Chicago for the Cubs. Or nothing from the White Sox either, really. One move. Yeah. One freaking move. The White Sox traded catcher Reese McGuire to Boston for left-handed reliever Jake Diekman. I don't like it. I liked Reese McGuire as our backup catcher. He got a lot of playing time, handled the staff very well, solid defensively. And now we're stuck with Sebi freaking Zavala, who can't hit his way out of a paper bag, not that great defensively, and is so-so with the staff. Oh, it's frustrating. And, of course, the Cubs surprisingly, shockingly did not trade Wilson Contreras. They held on to him. I don't know if that means they never got a good enough offer. Rumblings are they were asking too much, more than anybody was willing Ian to give Happ up. doesn't go. So a lot of the guys that were on the block, supposedly, for the Cubs did not get traded. Now, the Robertson trade to the Phillies, okay, that's fine. Givens to the Mets, that's fine. I have one Big complaint about this. Number one, you've decimated your bullpen. You have taken your top three guys out of your bullpen, shipped them off for a couple prospects. Here's my deal with Efros. That's the trade that pisses me off beyond belief. (laughs) Why do you trade Scott Efros? Yes, he's 28 years old, but that in baseball doesn't mean anything because you still had him under control until 2027. That was He could have moved into the closer's role immediately. And that, you let the Yankees have him for a mid-level quote-unquote prospect. Yeah, that once again, the Cubs show that they don't care about their fan base. They don't care about winning anymore. Right. Yeah, Givens and Robertson, I knew were going to go. They were free agents. They were mercenaries. You get what you can for them. Right. You get a cup of soup. But you've got somebody who pitches that well under that amount of control. That's kind of pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, the control aspect is the one that really upsets me is that Efros would have been under control for the next five years, and they let him go. Dumb, dumb, dumb move. Now, with Contreras, you better sign him to an extension, because otherwise this ends up being a waste. Yep. You could do a qualifying offer, see if he signs it or not. Who knows? You get him, maybe you try and trade him again next year. Or if he turns down the qualifying offer, don't they get a compensatory pick? I don't want them to let him go because that position is so valuable. They can re-sign him 
for three or four years, fifteen million per. They can afford it. Yeah. But again, the organization doesn't like him, even though the majority of the fan base does. And I've heard people say that he's not a great clubhouse guy either, which I don't get. That's not what you would, that's not the impression you got when they thought he was on his way out. Right. Right. So we'll see what happens with Wilson Contreras. I really hope that they have a plan that they keep him because if they don't, this was just an absolute debacle in terms of not being able to trade him, keeping him, and then letting him go at the end of the season, which we all know is a wasted season, another wasted season. Now, I told you the White Sox are coming on, 53-51 and today. Yeah, still two back of the Twins, one behind Cleveland. Thankfully, the Twins and the Guardians are playing just as bad at an awful clip like the Sox. Nobody really wants to take a chokehold on that division to run away with it. it it's, it's pathetic how bad they all really are. Well, here's the thing in the American League right now. Here's what's causing all the problems is that the bottom feeders are starting to all bunch together. Yeah. You didn't know what the Red Sox were doing. Are they buyers? Are they sellers? Are the Orioles buyers? Are they sellers? The the Rays kind of just sat there, didn't do anything. Yeah, they kind of stood pat. The Blue Jays reinforced a little bit. Yep, Whit Merrifield coming on. Now, he's got to decide, is he going to get vaccinated or not? Right. (laughs) He was one of the 10 Royals that couldn't travel. And here you go. So, but the Yankees get Andrew Benintendi from the the Royals, and you and I. Let's go back three months. The teams that you and I pointed out are the ones that ended up selling out. The Royals, the Pirates, the Reds, Reds, the the A's, A's. Montas to the Trevino to the Yankees. You knew who was going where. Some There were some teams that jumped up and made some surprise moves. I was surprised how much active the Phillies were. They got Syndergaard from the Angels. Yep. But, I mean, the Padres. Oh, my Good God. Good Lord, did they go hog wild the trying Padres to make a run. The Padres want the title this year. They do. Or they next year. I give them a two-year in. window. Two-year window. Because that's how long they've got Soto before they have to re-sign him. But they made the monstrous big splash move, bringing in Juan Soto and Josh Bell from the Nationals. Now, the Nationals are basically a double-A team right now. They are with all the prospects they got. What they gave, uh, they got Voight at first, basically swapping Voight for Bell. Right. But... Yeah, the Nationals, they don't know what they're going to do. They're up for sale, maybe. Who knows? And the, the thing is that I love is that ne- the uh, the Mets fans are going crazy because the Mets fans didn't get Robertson. They didn't get Contreras. They thought they had a deal in place with the Cubs. Right. And now mm-hmm. Epler, their new GM, comes out today with his, his Nationals 
championship <laughs> ring. <laughs> Just remember what I've done. Just remember what I'm getting really uh -huh. cocky and arrogant about Which... the fact that I know what I'm doing. Meanwhile, New York fans, who we know are the most impatient fans of any. Doesn't matter. The baseball, most, football, basketball. The most impatient meathead fans out there. So the Yankees at least made some moves to try to improve their team. The Mets did nothing. They got a bunch of scrubs. Yeah. They got a bunch of second-tier guys. And the Mets fans are screaming and yelling, where's Contreras? Why'd you let Robertson go to the Phillies? And Epler's sitting there going, oh, well, I, look, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, you don't, because it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. We've if seen this knew before. What you were doing, We've seen this before. If you knew what you were doing, why didn't you win more in Washington? We've seen this before with owners, with GMs who have unlimited funds, unlimited amounts of money, and they don't know how to spend it. Yep. Ask Artie Moreno there. out there on the West Coast with the Angels. How is the whole Trout, Otani, Rendon thing working out for them? Not They're very miserable. Well. They're awful. So you you got to know how to spend the money. Look at the, the Guardians. Look at the Orioles. Payrolls under $100 million. They're both above <laughs> 500 looking to get a wild card spot because they're smart. They're intelligent. They have leaders. They know they what people they're doing. Who can manage a baseball team? Yeah. Speaking of managing a team, watching Monday night's Sox Royals game, right at the beginning. They had the camera on Tony in the dugout as he's looking at the field as his eyes start to close and his head starts to nod forward until a player walks by him and it jolts him awake. <laughs> there you go. You're still not happy with him, are you? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Useless. All right. Juan Soto, as we mentioned, got traded to the the Padres, so he is under control for another two years. Yep. Maybe he'll like but, it better out yeah, there. That's the gamble. The Braves. I tell you what, the Braves are one of the smartest organizations in baseball. They have been for how many decades now? And I feel bad again for Freddie Freeman. I know he wanted to stay there. I don't know if the wires got crossed, something happened, but they end up getting Matt Olson from the A's, right. signed him to a long-term deal. Now they've got Austin Riley, this young stud. They give him a 10-year, $212 million extension. Compare that to what was given or offered, offered to Soto. To Soto, the Braves look like freaking geniuses because Austin Riley signed on the dotted line, an average of twenty-one plus a year. Yep. And there now, what are the Padres going to do? You're going to give Soto thirty-five, forty million on average a year? You can't do that. I mean, he's going to have to play insane. out of his ass to justify that. When you've already got Machado, you've got Tatis. They got a lot of money wrapped up there. I don't know how they could afford to offer Soto anything like that. 
That's the problem. They're playing the the short game. They're they playing are. the they're next two years to win it. After two years, they're going to have to either get rid of Machado, get rid of Tatis, or let Soto go. They're going to have to yeah, they pick one of those three decision. options because they can't afford them all. No, they can't. They don't have enough money. No, the three of them combined that in you're, two you're, years. If you give if you give Juan Soto forty five million, let's say, ugh, just God. speculating, right? Just speculating. There's no, then you're looking no, at a hundred million dollars for three players. That's close to almost what you have wrapped up in what three or four players in with the Angels. Right, right. But they're already talking about trading Otani. Yeah. And they can't trade Trout now. With the, the Angels back issue. are in the same position that the Cubs are in. Even worse, though, because at least we're out from under Hayward after next year. Yeah, you they're got one stuck to go. with Rendon for another three, four years. But yeah, that's, that's the same that's, situation. That's the risk you run. With those monster contracts. Monstrous guaranteed contracts, yeah. which I still hate. You should not be giving a player a guaranteed contract for hundreds of millions of dollars, and then they break their leg. They they th- they throw or, out their back. They screw up everything. Or they just forget how to play. And you have to give them all that money. Oh, it's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. That's horse shit on toast. None of us, none of us in real life get that kind of guarantee. No, not at all. But somehow these idiot players, Anthony Rendon, sorry, I don't know the situation, but I'm sorry. He should not be getting this kind of money, hundreds of millions of dollars for not playing. It's just not right. Oh, by the way. Sticking with your White Sox, I told you how I felt about Tim Anderson. And now, now again, he shows his true colors. I, I was you pissed put, off. Go ahead and defend him. You I'm defend not. him. I'm not. He deserves that suspension. He's got to check himself. His emotions are getting the better of him. There's no way any of those three games should be knocked out. Give him the full three-game suspension. You should not treat an umpire that way. You cannot make contact. And I've told you this is my problem with him. As talented as he is, he's, he's got he's issues. Emotionally, and I have problems with him. He's immature emotionally. Yes. And I completely agree on this one. He, and this enough could is be, enough. This could be another example, backing you up, of how Larusa can't handle his team. Somebody younger might have been able to take him aside and go, you need to dial it down and dial it down right now. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to the front office and we're going to start shipping your ass around because you need to start acting like you want to be part of this team. If you think you're a team leader, then act like it. Don't act like an immature little baby, which is exactly what he did with the umpire. No excuse for it. He should have served those three games here against the Royals instead of waiting to when they're going to need him against the better teams coming down the line. And again, that's the thing. I'm sticking by my guns, and I'm saying the White Sox will still win 
the central, but he's not helping. No, he's not helping. That was a selfish act, and he's putting the team in a difficult spot coming up when they need him the most. There's no defending that. One of the pitchers that you have loved, you picked him last year, I believe, to win the Cy Young in our preseason predictions. Yep. Luis Castillo, the number one guy out there, ends up going to Seattle. They're kind of making their run here. I think a lot of these teams are trying to, they're figuring it out. They're finally realizing that maybe, like the NFL, we need to make a run when we can. Yeah. There, nothing is guaranteed. Look at the Sox this year. It's Coming off shame. of last year, it's... they were expected to run the gambit and make the playoffs and be a favorite to make the World Series. And look how they flopped. It's still a shame, though, that the Baltimore Orioles traded their closer they're and they still, traded Trey Mancini. They're still in it for the wild they're card. They're just a few games out. They're right there for it. They and that, show that they can hurt. make a big run. As a baseball fan, that hurt to see that because I figured they would finally, after all these years of being bottom feeders, finally make a run and try with all the young players they've got, bring in a couple veterans, and they bail. They yep. bail. Not not a wholesale sellout, but getting rid of Mancini, getting rid of the closer, still doesn't it's help. It's frustrating. It's not a complete and total wash. They could still, with these young guys, make a run, but it would be a one and done. They wouldn't go anywhere. <sighs> the Twins tried they, to help themselves a little bit bolstered the starting rotation a little bit but the guardians aren't going to spend money so they didn't do much no and the way they're plugging along why would they they can get hot at the right time and and the yankees making a very weird move trading jordan montgomery to the or uh the, the cardinals so they help the cardinals because they got Montas, who they figure he's going to slot into the rotation spot with Jordan Montgomery. But that one, that's that was a, just weird. A weird move. Very odd move. That's almost an even swap. Yeah. That made no sense. Yeah. I, so, again, the Yankees, where they are, they're in good shape. Nobody's going to complain. Nobody's going to bitch and piss and moan. But are these kind of moves going to come back and bite them when it comes playoff time? You know, the Astros kind of did the same thing. The Astros sent Joe, uh, Jake Odorizzi to the Braves. So you look at the Yankees, you look at the Astros, the two best teams in the American League, and they both took – two of their starting pitchers in their top five and shipped them out. I find that that's, very interesting. That's very odd. Yeah. For shaking that up like that. When I, you've got the arguably the two best teams in all of baseball, let alone the American League, 
Yeah, and they're making moves like that. You got to wonder what the hell's going on. But we talked last week with Stanton with his Achilles issue. They needed an outfielder. They got that there, and they got rid of Gallo, and so now they can run Stanton at DH. Yeah, the Gallo thing boggles my mind because Gallo was playing so badly. His batting average was in the mid-1s. Yeah. 160, 170. Yeah, well below Strikeout the Mendoza King, line. Strikeout King. And the Dodgers actually gave up a mid-level prospect to get him? Uh, maybe they're thinking a change of scenery. I don't know. That didn't make any sense. But they helped the Yankees in that regard. Yeah, the Yankees just needed him out. Now you got Benintendi full-time taking his spot. They're happy with that. The Padres are going to be the team to watch. Yeah, they've been scuffling if, along. Is this what they needed to bolster them? Even if they don't catch the Dodgers if they and they can, get in the wild card with the team they've got now, they should be able to do some damage. And they could possibly give the Dodgers a run if it comes down to them in the NLCS. Wow, I'm telling you, that's going to be fun to watch. That's going to be fun to watch. Lineups, if you look at the lineups, I'd say the Padres have the better lineup. If you look at the pitching, I'd actually say it's equal. Yeah, pitching is pretty well equal between those two. Now with the bullpen, with Hayter, and they sold out. And I've heard a lot of people who don't agree with me. But I think that the Brewers got the better end of this deal because, okay, you give up the best closer in baseball. I get it. They were talking about doing this last year. Yeah. And they held off and they held off for the better deal and they waited till this year because haters under contract through next year. So through 2023. So he still had immense value so you trade the guy with the most saves in the national league you get back the guy with the second most saves in the national league it's in trevor rogers and then you get prospects and plus you've got a guy on the brewers roster who's already ready and set and willing to take over the closer role i think this was a brilliant move by the brewers absolutely i would never ever ever want to praise the brewers being a Cubs fan, but this but was, that was brilliant. a brilliant move. Yeah. You've got a solid guy to come in and place and you bolstered the organization. You did not hurt your, your bullpen and no. you got prospects in return. And now you've saved money and yep. the brewers have to worry about saving money because they are a mid-level team. They're not going to spend $200 million. No, they're not. They've got to develop talent and keep what they can and this is the perfect kind of move for that organization. Right. All sorts of fun stuff going on at the trade deadline. Now, unfortunately for us, we pretty much have to call it quits right here because this is it. In yeah. years past, you had, we still had the waiver deadline where we could have talked some more about additional deals. Coming but this down, is it. But this is it. There is no more. Yeah. This is it. Who you've got is who you've got. Cubs cannot get rid of Wilson Contreras now. 
no. That's God, that that was a failure by the front office to get anything done. Unless they re-sign him. If they re-sign him, I'll take it. If they re-sign him, that's fine. But if they let him go after this year, that's absolute abject stupidity. And believe me, that's You're what I expect. For it. That's what I expect from that it. front office. Exactly. After all the crying and the standing ovations, everybody expected the stupid-ass Cubs front office to ship him out. Yep, and they supposedly had three or four teams that they were in the talks with, and nobody pulled the trigger because the Cubs were probably wanting too much. It is what it is. All I right. love him. I, I He's the last vestige, along with Kyle Hendricks, of that 2016 championship team, so... I'm go. fine with everybody giving him another standing ovation, another last call when we get into September. And I would love to see somebody go to him and give him a reasonable three- or four-year contract extension. Yeah, but this kind of hurts him in that regard, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Could the Cubs actually go to him for less? Would he want to? He says he wants to stay in Chicago. We'll see. All right, kids, there you go. Segment one up and done. The baseball trade deadline. I don't know if I I can shift my expectations too much in terms of who's going to make the playoffs, (laughs) where they're going to make the playoffs. I will still stay with the White Sox winning the Central in the American League. I still Fell think back the, into it. the Yankees, obviously, the Blue Jays, Tampa Bay, and then, of course, in the West, it'll be the Astros and the Mariners. I don't yeah. see that changing. No, not at all. In the National League, again, the, the Padres have become a juggernaut, but they're too far back to catch the Dodgers. Right. So they have to get the wild one of the wild cards. But once they get in, watch, watch out. out. That's the team that could really do some damage. And then you've got the Mets, the Braves, probably the Phillies. Yeah. It could, the Phillies and the Cardinals are going to be the two interesting ones. To see who gets one of the wild cards. Right. I think the Brewers will win the Central. Yeah. They should take that easily enough but again this is pretty much what we expected what we called at the beginning of the season it it turned out exactly like we thought nationals suck marlins suck cubs suck pirates suck reds suck rockies suck diamondbacks suck a's suck kansas there's no shocking team out there outside of maybe the guardians maybe the guardians because they have such a low payroll and, and are still doing, in contention. Yeah. And the Orioles. The Orioles were the big shock. Orioles were probably the big shock. At how well and competitive they're doing. Yeah, we every we thought they would be another doormat team, but they're playing very well. Because they again followed the model the Cubs have followed over the years, the Astros, where you tank 
You get the high draft picks. You get the young prospects. Lock them up. But again, that's what was so depressing about this trade deadline was seeing the Orioles still kind of bailing, still giving away, you know, the closer and Trey Mancini kept those guys, bring in some other guys. We'll see. You could have pretty much locked. Maybe it won't. I just. They're, They're playing the long game. They're looking at next year and the year after. In that division, though, that's a hard, hard, tough game to play. It because is. the Red Sox aren't going to stay down for long. The Blue Jays aren't going to stay down for long. Are you saying the Rays <laughs> are going to just give up? You never know. Isn't it the cyclical time uh, the for the Rays, Rays to start to kind of do are their rebuild? one of the smartest-run organizations in baseball. They are, but even they've been known to take that downswing to restock. We shall see, kids. We shall see. Coming up, segment two is going to be the NFL. And oh, oh boy, baby, my man, we, my man, the conquistador. points, baby. My man, the conquistador, has got some fun stuff to talk about with his secondary team, the Miami Dolphins. Yep, Brian Flores was not that far off in his uh, statements about the organization. That's right. Stay tuned. NFL coming up. Segment two. We'll be right back. Hey, kids. Ready for a blast of dairy goodness? Pick up Sports Frenzy 2.0 milk at your local grocery store. Remember, when you drink Sports Frenzy 2.0 milk, you're not only enjoying a healthy treat, you're helping to locate missing sports heroes of the past and present. Our cartons and jugs feature pictures of Peng Shui, Ryan Leaf, and Sammy Sosa as we do our part to find the lost icons of the last 30 years. And don't forget our special weekend edition chocolate milk containers available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts because they feature celebrities like Lindsay Lohan, Helen Hunt, and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Pick up a gallon today. Segment two of Sports Frenzy 2.0 here as we tape August 3rd, 2022, dropping on August 4th. Where can you find the Conquistador and the Maestro? Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Amazon, Audible, and Stitcher! Ah, NFL segment two here, bud. Yeah, and this is one of the last times that baseball will take over as the first segment. Yep, not until we get to postseason could that change. Yep, maybe the next week or two, but it's getting time to transition. Time to pivot. From baseball to football, training camps are open. We've already got massive injury news to report. Of course, we have got to talk about, first and foremost, the big elephant in the room. The Miami Dolphins have lost the 2023 first-round pick and the 2024 third-round pick. Why? Because their investigation into tampering has been finalized. 
and it has been called it had been called being done on an unprecedented scope and severity between 2019 and 2022 there were three attempts by dolphins owner Stephen Ross and his vice chairman and partner Bruce Beal that they contacted Tom Brady and Sean Payton while they were still under contract. Marginal vindication for Brian Flores and his claims against the team been proven correct. So what's the penalty other than the draft picks? Ross is fined at $1.5 million and is suspended from any participation with the team can't go to any facilities until October 17th and Beal has been fined $500,000. If it's that unprecedented and severe in scope, that's they got lucky. That's a slap on the wrist for them. For all of this. Yeah, because the Brady stuff not only went with the Patriots, but with the, the Buccaneers. Buccaneers as well. Yeah. And the tanking allegations fit into this, even though they were never finally proven. They weren't proven to have taken place, but it is been noted by others in the organization that Ross did make the comments about 100000 per loss, but it was done in jest. Yeah, right. So again, Flores was correct in saying that's what he was told, but the spin doctors on the team parlayed it into, oh, we weren't serious. And of course, it all ended up working out the way he wanted to anyway because they wanted to tank to get Tua, and they still ended up dropping to the fifth spot and getting Tua anyway. Yeah, so... so uh, The devil still gets what the devil wants. Yeah, and I, I... I still think Ross should have been hammered more. Let me put it. I I am not. You're the Dolphins fan. I like the Dolphins. I've always said there. If you look at the NFL and you split the the league in half, most diehard NFL fans are going to pick 16 teams they like, 16 teams they don't like. And the Dolphins would be one of the teams I like. I've always liked them going back to Dan Marino, Greasy, Zonka, you know, the undefeated team, Mercury Morris, even though I think they're really arrogant about that now. Oh, yeah, especially Biakati. The Dolphins are not one of those franchises that you that you despise. At least I don't. No, they're not one an of impartial the despicable fan. teams. But they, mm, they have not done their fan base any favors with this crap with all the other bullshit we've had to endure from the ownership groups over the last two decades. Now, let's do a comparison. Let's do a compare and contrast. Because now we go to a team that we, for the most part, as generic, impartial football fans hate. And that is the Cleveland Browns. Because the penalty for Deshaun Watson comes down. He gets... Six games. Six now, measly it just games. came out today, which I find fascinating. Fascinating. Roger Goodell sets up this whole disciplinary situation where he has a woman, a former judge, 
who will make the call on how many games Deshaun Watson will be suspended. We yeah. hear ahead of time, Dave, ahead of time, we hear the players' union says, we are fine with whatever penalty comes down from this female judge. And we hope the NFL will accept it, meaning they already knew it was going penalty, to be a slap on the wrist. The penalty was coming, and they knew what it was, and they knew it was going to be light. So it comes Absolute out six-game suspension. Sue Robinson, despite her comments that he perpetuated predatory conduct and committed nonviolent sexual conduct. And she said, and she said, quoted, quoted as saying, there is evidence of sexual assault. Yes. Evidence of it. And it's a measly six games. Ben Roethlisberger in 2010 had one accusation against him. And it was a six-game suspension. Deshaun Watson has 24 actual with up to 30 that he did this to. Now, I don't know what happened. I figured this would sail through because Goodell had this all set up to take him out of the equation, to insulate himself from yep. all the problems, all the strife that would come from people like you and me. I know you wanted him out forever, and I think this is light. I think this is light. This should have this been at least 10 games. At least 10 games. Minimum. So now maybe Roger Goodell is getting somebody whispering in his ear saying, doesn't matter if you've got a woman making this initial decision. It looks good. It looks good. It looks good. Smart, smart on Goodell's part to have a woman, a female but judge, make this decision. But he can say, hey, what else do you want me to do? He's done it now. Yep. Now he said, I We're still don't think it's enough. So we're appealing. We're going to find somebody else to take a look at it. But one of the most damning things that she did was mandated that Watson has to use a team-directed, supervised sessions with team therapists for the rest of his career. Knowing how vile his actions are, that he is a predator, he will continue to do this if given the opportunity. Knowing that was in there and it's still only six games. Okay. We're sports frenzy, right? We're not politically correct, right? No. Deshaun Watson should have been told, you cannot have a massage by anybody but a gay man for the rest of your life. Boom! Boom! Confetti! Boom! Boom! Confetti! Rub this. Yeah. Then he can focus on football. Exactly. Oh, that's good. When he's got Eugene. When he's got uh, Sylvester <laughs> rubbing on him. Let's see how much uh, little Deshaun gets excited. Yeah. 
And I'm sorry, that's what we do here on Sports Frenzy. We call it as we see it, politically correct or not. Deshaun Watson should not have a woman touching him ever again. Let's see how he does. Let's see if his uh, football skills improve. With an Elton John impersonator. (laughs) With all the feathers. (laughs) Sorry. That's the penalty he should get. Yep, that's uh, disgusting. Again, I have told Dave, and Dave has not agreed with me on this multiple times. That's fine. He and I disagree all the time. We're friends. We love each other. He does not like Roger Goodell as much as I do. I think Goodell has done the best he could to a point. Not always. Not perfect. This is a smart move on his part. This is probably the most balls I've seen out of Roger Goodell in some time. Yeah. For him to actually say, this is not going to work for me. Or the rest of the owners? Oh, come on. You're talking about Dan Snyder? He's another poster. Jerry Jones? (laughs) We just talked about Stephen Ross. I know. God. The McCaskies were like, what? God. What are we doing? What are we talking about? Dome? Dome? Dome on Soldier Dome, Field? Dome? 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 Like the Penguins of Madagascar? Come on. No, the, These the, are idiots we're talking about. From Finding Nemo. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. The my, penguins my... are actually smarter. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. That what we're we're dealing with insipid rich idiots here. Conceited, entitled bastards who think they can do whatever they want. And it's got to stop. And I think the big thing is. And it's a freaking game. You look back at the Ray Rice. The Ray Rice one was the one that really set the tone because he fucked that up. Big time. Because there was video proof of what Ray Rice did. And then he backtracked on the initial penalty and then made it stronger and eventually destroyed Ray Rice's career. Fine. We're all good with that because it was despicable. It was awful what he did. Yep. One of the most reprehensible acts. But now we look back at what Deshaun Watson has been accused of doing. And I don't want to carry penalties over from sport to sport because Rob Manfred's another idiot. Another clueless individual. But Trevor Bauer got a two-year ban. Yeah. From baseball. Yeah. For what he did. He's still suing for defamation. Whereas Deshaun Watson settled all these 30, these 30 civil lawsuits. Yeah. And Basically admitting still, maybe something had happened. And still maybe shows, something and had still happened. shows no remorse. And Trevor Bauer's fighting, saying, I didn't do anything wrong. And he gets two years yeah. suspended. His career is over. The Major League Baseball powers that be have, have destroyed, destroyed his him. life. 
a tale of two individuals. Ugh. Well, this will hit Thursday morning, August the 4th. And God knows what other news is going to come out when we're done. But a few hours after you listen to this wonderful podcast, the first preseason football game will take place <laughs> at Canton, Ohio. Oh, the Hall God. of Fame game, the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Las Vegas Raiders. Do we still need the Hall of Fame game to take place? I don't think we should play a single goddamn preseason game anymore because what does it matter? It doesn't. What is, I've already heard no Nobody. starters from Jacksonville will no. be playing. What's the point? And remember, we've already cut one preseason game out. Yeah. So everybody goes, well, this is an extra game for them. No, This is their not. fourth game. Not fifth like it used to be. This is their fourth game. So they've only got three left to decide who's going to make the roster. Not four like it used to be. Yeah. It's so true. don't cry me a river, Argentina, about this. I still don't see the purpose of any preseason games. No. I don't. No, not anymore. That's why I think they should go 18. 18 regular season Two preseason. Sorry. There you go. The preseason games are useless. But then again, we've got people that are going to point to the fact that one of the top three receivers for the Denver Broncos, Tim Patrick, has already torn his ACL. He is done for the year. Ouch. One less weapon for Russell Wilson. So. Uh, Still got Jerry Judy, although with his legal issues, we'll see we'll what happens see. there. We don't know. Court and Sutton. Um, now, another couple of receivers got paid. Damn, they got paid. Debo Samuel and DJ Metcalf. Samuel gets... Three-year extension, $73.5 million, 58.1 guaranteed. Then you've got Metcalf, his three-year extension, worth 72, 59.2 guaranteed. So very similar. One gets a little more max, the other gets a little more guaranteed. Pretty, pretty damn well equal. I say that Metcalf is the smarter of the two because of the fact that Samuel's going to have to do more work. Samuel is going to be the Swiss Army Knight. Yep. He's going to have for to Kyle receive. Shanahan. He's going to have to run. He, DK Metcalf's going to sit there and go, I just Geno Smith? Geno Smith is going to throw me the football. I'm going to get 30 passes a year, but I'm still getting over 20 mil a yep. year. To do it. All I have to do is run downfield, catch a couple a game. I'm not going to get hit. I feel so bad. So bad for Seahawks fans because of the fact. They arguably, don't have a quarterback. Arguably, they have, when you look at the top two, their top 
wide receiver tandem. They have arguably the best top two receivers in the entire NFL with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And they have nobody, nobody nobody to to throw the ball to them. That's pretty bad. And now you already locked up one who's going to underperform, not because he's not good, because he can't get the ball to him. You got new. Will the 49ers let Jimmy G go in division? To Seattle. That's the only place. That's the the only option they have. Not trying to bring in Mayfield. That I don't understand. I thought that would have been the perfect move for them. It made no sense to not try and get Mayfield. No. No, and now it's Jimmy G or nothing. Yeah, there's nothing there. There is nothing left, nowhere out there you're going to be able to find outside of Garoppolo. And that's that's in division. And nobody likes to trade in division. No. Your buddy, your friend, Danny Snyder. (sighs) Douchebag Snyder. Actually did testify before Congress this past week. Ten plus hours. Guess what? I haven't heard we didn't Bupkis. hear anything. I about haven't heard it. Bupkis, Bupkis about any kind of revelations, any kind oh, of no. disclosure. That's because he wasn't under subpoena and didn't have to answer the questions. And once again, the NFL picks and chooses who they're going to penalize, who they're going to put under their thumb, who's going to get the hammer. And who's going to get the feather? Yep. Ross kind of got the rubber hammer. And again, Snyder's just skating free. When the hell are they? This is a guy who needs to be under the proverbial death penalty. One last point on this. Looking at Snyder looking at Deshaun Watson versus what Ross got. Ross clearly violated the rules of the league, but Snyder Watson violated women. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. And they don't get the harsh penalty that Ross did. No. Just, kids, you think about that. How despicable. You think about that. How despicable is the NFL. And you know, here on Sports Frenzy, I am not a fan of the hashtag MeToo movement. But, but, I find this very disturbing. That Daniel Snyder, Daniel Snyder and Deshaun Watson get off lighter than Stephen Ross does. It's absolutely pathetic. All right, last little bit of NFL news before we move on to some live golf. My poor, poor Buccaneers. Oh, (laughs) I still think the Buccaneers will be able to waltz into the playoffs, waltz into winning the NFC South, but (sighs) integral part of the Tom Brady offense, Ryan Jensen, their center, 
tore up his knee. I still have not seen any definitive report about what happened, but they're saying he is out for at least multiple months. Yeah, that's not good. And that is going to throw off the rhythm of the entire offense. That hurts. That hurts. Again, they're lucky. They should be able to still waltz through that division, win it easily. But with the way the playoffs are set up right now, you want that first You have to have that first You want that bye. You got to get healthy at the end of the year. And so it's basically the Bucks and the Rams again. Who's going to get that bye? And Ryan Jensen being out hurts the Bucks a big, big, immeasurable amount. Yes, it does. All right. Charles Barkley says, even though he comes off as a greedy bastard. <laughs> he is not going to go to live. He is staying at TNT. Nope, he's he's living up to his agreement with TNT, who's uh, been there. No, no pun intended. <laughs> but um, bump. But um, bump. But uh, ironically, the PGA announces. Oh, this is for good. Twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. They will be giving out a grand total of four hundred and fifteen million dollars. In prize money. Oh, I had it down 428.6 over 44 tournaments. Which just ends up surpassing the live tournament total that they've announced, which will be $405 million. Funny how the PGA suddenly has the money, isn't it? That's my point. Thank you, Dave. That's my point. Isn't it funny how we talked now about they this have about the money ago. to put into yeah. the purses? All of a sudden, they have gone to their sponsors. They have gone to these these course sponsors, and they have said, "Well, we're under fire. We're threatened by LIV. So now we need more money." Like you said, all of a sudden they've found all these tens of millions of dollars. Uh huh. But they still have to split it up among more players. And more tournaments. And more tournaments. And they still have to play four days. And, of course, the big news came out today. The lawsuit. (laughs) Phil Mickelson, Bryce, and DeChambeau, nine other LIV golfers have filed antitrust lawsuits against the PGA saying you don't have the right to deny us the attempt the 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 fact that we should be able to play in PGA Tour events just because we're playing in LIV events should not exclude us from playing in PGA Tour events it should and I not. was waiting for this I was waiting for this this is brilliant this needed to be done all you have to do, it wasn't the live tour, but how many years, how many tournaments did Tiger Woods play over there? At Dubai. Dubai. Look up Tiger Woods and Dubai and see how many times that pops. See how much money he got from them over there. And that... Now, D-bag. technically, technically, it wasn't you under can, the lip. No, but, 
what I'm saying, just when you look at other players, I we've talked about other players from the USFL who are getting signed with the NFL. So that tells me there's no restriction. You right. can play in the USFL well, and the NFL. Right? That's what it so, looks like to me. So why is it golf is so exclusive where you can't play in both tours? You can only play in one or the other. Obviously, you either choose to play in this weekend's event or this weekend's event. Either it's the LIV event or the PGA event. Yeah, if, and they're not not, of, if they're not and they mutually don't play exclusive, in then what P- does it matter? And most of them don't play in every PGA event to begin with. Right. Again, Tiger fucking Woods. That's been my fucking complaint about him for 10 years. Is that fucker, even before he, you know, hoarded around kill himself. Or, or, yeah, tried to kill himself, drugged up, even when he was healthy, even when he was at the top of his game, would not play in every PGA Tour event because it didn't suit his schedule. Like you said, he went over to Dubai to make more money. How how many other and now all of a sudden the world the pious, the pious holier than thou PGA says you can't go make blood money, even though we all drive around in cars that are filled with gas that probably came from Saudi Arabia. And every time we buy concert tickets, money goes to Saudi Arabia. But no, no, you can't be hypocrites. God forbid. Tiger's the biggest hypocrite because he's now one of the biggest critics of the PGA players who have signed on to the live. We'll talk more about this. But I find it ridiculous. And again, good for Mickelson, good for DeChambeau. They should be able to play on both tours. They should. Any golfer should be able to play in whatever tournament he wants to sign up for. This isn't like a basketball contract. You sign up for the NBA and they tell you, well, we don't want you skiing. We don't want you you snowboarding. We don't want you doing something that puts you in peril. We're talking about the same career path. We're talking about the same activity. Yep. It, PGA, LIV, USFL, NFL. NFL. One more segment to come, kids. couple of huge astronomical moments of silence that we've got to discuss. They're going to yep. take a lot of time. Yep, we've got some NASCAR. We've got a little bit of NBA. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Are you having trouble falling asleep behind the wheel of your expensive SUV? Are you finding difficulty in avoiding golf clubs thrown at you by your angry wife as you pull out of the driveway? Sign up today for the Tiger Woods Driving School, sponsored by Sports Frenzy 2.0. We'll show you how to text ladies of the night while still driving effectively in the wee hours of the morning. We'll also teach you how to ditch a suspicious backpack when you end up driving into a ditch. 
Check out Sports Frenzy 2.0 on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, for updates on our latest classes, including how to curse and swear in front of uptight golf fans and their children and still be adored by millions. The Tiger Woods Driving School. It's great. All right, kids, time to wrap up Sports Frenzy 2.0 for this week, August the 3rd, 2022. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Time to go into NASCAR and racing. Looking back at last week's Indianapolis road course race. Number one, congrats to Tyler Reddick. Got the pole, won the race, pretty much dominated start to finish. Yeah, it was a hell of a run for the uh, for the Childress driver. Childress for only this year and next year. Yep. He said he was going to do his best for him while he was there, and he's living up to it. Yep, because, of course, he's supposedly taking over for Kurt Busch in 2024. Unless uh, 23 racing, 23-11 wants to try and do a buyout, but we'll get to that here shortly. So Reddick gets his second win of the year. I I just don't like the Indy Road course. It's just not a fun race to watch, especially the first turn where they got five, six wide. And that, that was just mass caused, chaos. You saw Ross Chastain just basically bail out. Yeah, and, and then get nailed with a huge penalty, which he, he deserved. He rightfully but. deserved because he came flying through. Instead of trying to come in where he had been, he just goes balls to the wall and almost takes out Reddick coming in, going into the next corner to go for the lead. You can't jump position like that if you go off course in that way. I wouldn't even go that far off course in Gran Turismo. (laughs) (laughs) So Reddick wins. Kurt Busch out again this week for Michigan. Yep, therein lies 2311 Racing. Do they want to try and get a buyout if Kurt isn't cleared? Is he going to be able to even race next year? They've had Ty Gibbs fill in the last two weeks. Yep. So that's getting interesting. Now, of course, to me, the sad thing is Roger Penske came out and let the cat out of the bag and said that they will indeed be running the Indy Road course for 2023, but possibly going back to the Oval in 2024. What have Dave and I been saying the last couple weeks? Ever since the announcement about the Chicago Road course. Back. Put the Oval back give road america their one race a year back get rid of the kansas city race in the playoffs get rid of that give them one race a year yep get road america back get rid of this indie road course and put, put it back to oval. being the quote-unquote brickyard 400 Make us happy. Jesus, God. Do we have to do everything for you people? Do Dave and I have to do everything for you? Obviously, we do. I'm tired of it, Dave. We got to kiss their ass. Political correctness. 
run amok, and then we have to run their goddamn sports. I'm getting tired of it. I'm really getting a little tired. I want my free tickets to everything. Yeah. I want my compensation package, damn it. And I still am waiting for United or Boeing to tell me when we can start painting the, plane the Sports Friends a Plane of Doom. Who is going to be the title sponsor? We'll wait on that. We're patient. That's the thing. We're mature. We're patient. We can wait. This is the long game, kids. That's absolutely correct. Good for Eric Jones. Love Eric Jones. We talked about this last week. He did, in fact, get his multi-year extension with Petty GMS. Yep. I like Good. him. I love Good. Eric Jones. He's a great race car driver. I would be happy to have him on my team. Exactly. Glad to see that finally happen. Gee, he got his extension. Kyle Busch is still waiting for a ride next year. Says he'll take less. Says he will take less. Under market value. Yeah. He wants to You know to what race. that tells me? You know what that tells me? Gibbs Maybe you fine. shouldn't be a raging asshole all the time, and you might get a sponsor. Or your owner might work a little harder to get a sponsor if you don't disparage the entire crew week in and week out. Maybe nobody wants to work with you anymore. Oh, by the way, Sports Frenzy is still looking for sponsors. And we're really <laughs> nice people. We love everybody. Until we don't. <laughs> Until they piss us off and then all bets are off. We talked about last week massive penalties, even more than what Denny Hamlin and Kyle Bush got at Pocono. For Michael McDowell, front row has said they will accept all the right. massive penalties. Yeah, we talked about that. Hundred points. Week. Crew chief Blake Harris out four races. Yep. They have said basically they said all the right things. Said we'll look into the process. We'll see to make sure this and... kind of stuff does not happen again. Ugh. Sponsorship news, which in NASCAR is huge. Is Craftsman coming back to sponsor the truck series? Sounds like Camping hmm. World is Camping definitively World? done after this year. Are they and just strictly going with the SRX? That's what worries me. Now, if they're pulling out of the truck series, does that mean they're backing out of racing altogether? I have not heard anything about the third season of SRX. Not yet. It's still early. Maybe they're looking to expand it a little bit. But you would think with CBS as a prime time, nationally televised yeah. outlet, that you wouldn't bail on that. Yeah, you would think you would maybe go to eight, wouldn't you? All I know is the word is Craftsman might be coming back to take over as primary sponsor of the NASCAR truck series the camping world is out is out hmm hmm will it be the camping world cup series Are now they... right now they're fractured right they have multiple sponsors they do 
I would love to see somebody step up and take over as a primary sponsor for the Cup Series. Love to see it. Moving over to F1. Four-time F1 champ Sebastian Vettel. Done at the end of this year. He is retiring. End of an era. We're going to have some more to talk about with F1 in uh, a later segment. (laughs) Let's put it that way. There we go. (laughs) That's called foreshadowing, kids. (laughs) We love to foreshadow here because Dave and I are very literate people. That's right. Foreshadowing is a great literary tool. (laughs) And if you haven't guessed, we're trying to make foreshadowing (laughs) your drinking game of the week. (laughs) so this all leads us back to race 23 of the nascar cup series this sunday august the 7th of 2022 the firekeepers casino 400 up in the irish hills of michigan michigan international speedway unfortunately i have bad news we have dropped one of our full-time participants. The yep. elder statesman has decided he will not be participating in our NASCAR competition, but that's it. For the remainder of this year. Right. He's fine. Otherwise, he's going to keep going in all of our he'll, other he'll competitions. He'll be back in 2023. He just wants a break. He's too far out as he sees it. If he'd actually made a pick this past week, He would have done pretty well. Yeah. So I have issues. I have things I want to say to the elder statesman, but I won't. He's going to save them for Festivus. God damn it. If he'd picked somebody halfway decent, he'd be in decent shape with four to go. Yep. That being said, Sam's out. He will finish eighth. He's out, Jerry. He's out of the contest. He will finish eighth for Penta Frenzy stipulations. Yep. That being said, six of the other seven remaining participants have their picks in. Mrs. C still got a couple hours left as we tape. Wow, this is shocking. Dave and I actually have the same pick. Hmm. The geniuses of Sports Frenzy, the men who always seem to win all the competitions. No, not always. I've I've been on a horrible run the last few years. I have faith in you. I have I better have faith in you since we're <laughs> picking the same, <laughs> same guy driver. this week. Kyle Larson coming off that huge hit in a wreck at Indy should be okay. Huge favorite, should be a huge favorite. Yeah, I, I don't go with... Between him and Elliot. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't go with the 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 Vegas odds, no. but they've got Elliot. I think Larson's third. Yeah, I like Kyle the way Bush Larson... second. Mm, why would you put Kyle Bush anywhere near as a favorite? He's been so eh this year. This is like Hamlin at Pocono. Yep, Larson at Michigan. It's just one of those until I see four or five years where it doesn't pan out, then I'll change my ways. Yep. Until then, Larson at Michigan. Dave and I both take 
than five car from Hendricks Motorsports for the Firekeepers Casino 400. Doug, the governor, and Bill, the Big Blue W, both take very good pick. Joey Logano. Logano's not a bad pick. I like Logano. He's my second pick. That's who I was looking at as well. Yep. If I didn't have a Larson left, probably go with Logano. I was looking at Blaney, too. I don't have one left. Yeah, I know. He's a good pick, too. I'm I'm not disputing you. I'm just saying I didn't have that option. So, yeah. in a way, that made it easier for me. Yeah. So, we've got two Larsons, two Loganos, and let's wrap it up with two, not one, but two, Kevin Harvick's, Nick the Juggler, and... Aaron, the Big Easy, take Kevin Harvick for Michigan. There you go. Mrs. C still pending, but again, as we tape a couple hours to go before the deadline hits. So there's your six picks we have for Michigan. The Firekeepers Casino 400. Yep. A little bit of NBA news. few odds and ends. It's 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 kind of a week to talk about tampering, I guess, because you know the Dolphins got hit in the NFL, NBA, Knicks are being investigated for tampering with Jalen Brunson. We kind of talked that that might be coming down the line for as fast as that deal got done, and especially night. because his dad is, is in the part, of, part of, the, of the front office, the man, the management of the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that's going to be a no-brainer. And then the 76ers are investigate being investigated for tampering with James Harden, PJ Tuk, yeah, Tucker and uh Danielle House or Danielle House. 3. It's not good. 1 you might be able to let slide, but 3 that's that's a little tough to pull off. Something we didn't bring up the hard in the deal? NFL, in oh. the NFL, but I'm going to tie it into the NBA. Let's talk about contract stipulations. Because, of course, last week we talked about the big deal that everybody was freaking out about Kyler Murray with the Cardinals and his massive unwarranted oh. contract. Yeah, we didn't follow up with that one. And now, all of a sudden, Arizona removes the quote-unquote study clause from the contract. Because because Kyler got butthurt that it was out there, that people questioned his his dedication. Shame on the Cardinals for caving in. Yep, and we're going to come back to that in a minute. But going back to the NBA... Zion Williams, Zion Williamson, you know, we've talked about the fact that how the hell did he get his massive extension with the Pelicans? For not playing? Yeah, he's been hurt half the time. And this is basically a contract being given to him because of potential. Yeah, right. There is a weight clause in his contract. Ah. So at least maybe possibly some semblance of sanity where you actually get to tell a player, if you don't show up, 
a little bit less than a big fat tub of fucking goo, we might pay you. Gee, shouldn't that have been included in uh, a certain Tampa Bay Buccaneer running backs contract? Yeah, I know. I know. Fournette looked Fournette. a little, little yeah, pudgy. Yeah, I'm worried about Leonard. <laughs> I'm worried about <laughs> Leonard. I didn't want to bring that up. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dave. Thanks a lot. I was just, trying to just deal with the just, Ryan Jensen injury. I'm just but trying to, a lot. I'm tying it all together <laughs> in a nice, neat package. That's what she said. <laughs> hey, at least the Orlando Magic got out from under some legal trouble. Number one overall pick, Paolo Banchero. Remember we talked about this months ago. When we railed on Mike Krzyzewski and railed yep. on Duke and how Bonchero got arrested along with Krzyzewski's grandson. Yep. Bonchero's aiding DWI charge has been dropped. Oh, isn't that convenient? Because Krzyzewski's grandson pleaded guilty. Oh! So that's supposedly oh, how that's much, how, how much, it works. How much did supposedly the grandson get that's paid? that's how it works, Dave. How, how much of this massive deal did he get? Well, because he has no future. Exactly. He has no future. Paolo's probably going to write him a check. I'm sure he is. You know. Thanks for taking the heat on this yeah, one, Yeah, but supposedly what I heard was when this happens, when there's two people involved, the one that gets the aiding, the the charges get dropped when the, if the, the primary, primary cops pleads the guilty. Deal. Yeah. Or, yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. 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 Right. Our justice system at work, Dave. Isn't it pathetic? <laughs> oh, All right, finally, God. college football, and then we've got to move on. We've talked about week in and week out about how the college football system is imploding and how it's not going to look even close to how it does right now in five years. Rumors are now the Big Ten wants to add Oregon, Stanford, Cal, and Washington. Oh, come on! The Big Ten wants to go 20 teams. No, 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 and no. They've already made the leap out to the Pacific, Dave. Why it not? It has to end. When is sanity going to You were talking back? about college football. Sanity does not come into play. Oh, God. It will destroy the Pac-12. Oh, it's already trashed. I would imagine the other teams, Oregon State, Washington State. Might as well look Big 12. Pac-12. Bye-bye. Yep. I think you're looking at four conferences by the time we're done at the end of next year. End of 2023, four conferences. And I don't know what the future holds for the ACC. Yeah, that's... Because somebody's going to try to poach Clemson, Florida State, and Miami. And if they take those three, that, that, that collapses. Done. That collapses. Just saying. Just saying. Oh, my God. So, basically, oh, that's pathetic. 
absolutely pathetic. Everybody's saying this is going to whittle yeah. down to three conferences, if not two. If not two. You could be three. looking at the Big Ten and the SEC. And the Big 12. Well, I'm just thinking the ultimate right. would be right. to two. Right. And again, all it's of those little schools, all those other little schools, everything. Akron, Central Michigan, Utah State, San Diego State well, are all destroyed. Are all destroyed. And Maryland. Well, if the ACC goes and, down, right. Right. If the ACC goes down, Boston College, done. And I, I said, I don't understand how Vanderbilt survives in the SEC. I don't understand how the Boston College's of the world survive in the ACC? Yeah. The, it, these assholes are destroying the college game. All right. And it shows how pathetic and inept the NCAA as an organization actually is. That they have absolutely zero power and authority control. Oh, I think that's that's been proven over the last year or two. Yeah. It, they had you wanted this. You wanted this. I did because the NCAA wasn't I doing anything. You wanted this. This I is what the I was afraid program. of. This is what I was afraid of with the NIL crap. And now we're getting the repercussions. You take the hit for this, not me. Hey, I, wanted, I didn't want this. I wanted to see this so the NCAA would finally step up show some balls and take control and do what was right. Now you don't have the NCAA controlling anything. So now it's the SEC and the Big Ten. Are you happy? Are you happy, Pappy? I'm not. I'm pissed at the NCAA for not growing oh, any balls. Oh, now you're mad at them. because of... I was pissed at them because no, they weren't doing any control. You can't get it both ways. You can't have I it I wanted to ways. see it so they would finally see nope, what they nope. were letting happen. You get what you deserve. You get what you deserve, and you're going to get this. You're going to get the SEC and the Big Ten and every other school blown apart. They have no chance in hell. They won't be able to recruit. The genie's out of the bottle? Nope. There you this go. is what you wanted. I wanted the NCAA to keep some semblance of control. I knew they weren't going to be able to. They, they never stepped until up. Until they put the NIL shit in, they had control. They weren't doing shit for these big conferences. They let them run roughshod over nope. everything. Nope. They nope. let all nope. the ADs control everything. You were going to get what you wanted. We got it blown up. They failed. And I can't wait to see what ESPN does when all their Thursday night games get no ratings because nobody gives a shit about Akron versus Western Michigan. Because it doesn't matter Because you've even sucked what little life they had, what little relevance they had out of those games. That's gone. You get what you deserve. There we go. All right. Destroy it all. This week, it's going to burn itself to the ground, and nobody's going to benefit in the long run. And we don't have a college game until early September. I looked today. That's what's kind of weird. Yeah, there's nothing in August. No, usually there's a usually a kickoff game in August, but uh, I looked. Um, there's nothing until September. August twenty seventh. <sighs> 
it's there's nothing major there's nothing no major. like you know like a miami a alabama or a closest, texas a and m yeah the closest thing you know you've got georgia is nebraska type northwestern yeah that's nothing that's nothing all right we need to talk about the two big moments of silence this week in the sports world these i mean two passings that iconic sports number one i don't want to make this about things that i've talked about in the past but i will say this lebron james if you ever 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 think you are even as close to being as iconic as good as bill russell you can kiss my ass because bill russell was the man bill russell not only an nba legend an 11-time champion, he was also a civil rights icon. There are many stories out there, kids. Go look them up about how he stood up for civil rights. And he never, ever left the Celtics. He didn't act like a mercenary like LeBron James. He didn't go from the, the Cavaliers to the Heat, to the Cavaliers, to, to the, the Lakers. To the Lakers. He stayed with the one team, despite the fact that we, Boston is a racist city. And he says there are issues in Boston. He fought through it. He stayed there. He became, in my opinion, one of the top five players of all time. Not only a classy player, but a classy human being in every way. Well spoken unbelievably mature unbelievably smart god i would love to see more of that out of our players in the nba nowadays yeah somebody who walked the walk he said something that he believed in and he carried it through yep thoughts and prayers to the family the friends the celtic community for the passing of Bill Russell. And of course, the greatest voice in baseball history passed away yesterday, Vince Scully. That legendary broadcaster. And Dave and I, of course, Midwest guys that we are, we think more about Hawk Harrelson <laughs> and, you know, Harry Carey. Harry Carey, but, but nationally. We, know, we know nationally, and nobody's wow. ever going to disparage how great Vince Scully was, even though he was a Dodgers broadcaster. He was but how many the voice of baseball. major events has he done? Right. He did the World Series. He did the All-Star Games. He covered the other big sports events. Yep. I don't know what else to say other than Vince Scully is, even here in the Midwest, we recognize him as one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, when it comes to baseball play-by-play. -play. Yeah. I mean, he absolutely was the man, the golden throat. Sorry, that might sound wrong, but... <laughs> but no, he, he... His voice, you knew it was him. He was awesome. He was... He, he knew he how to... He could paint a picture of the game. There you go. He knew how to describe what was going on in the field better than anybody else. So 
thoughts and prayers to the Scully family and friends. Yes, this is probably for Sports Frenzy two, if not the two biggest in one week, has to be up there in terms of moment of silence. Bill Russell and Vince Scully. It feels like a big part of the sports community has left us, and it hurts. It hurts. It does. They've been there for two so classy, long. classy. People. Classy individuals, Smart, intelligent, classy people have left us. They were there for their respective games, all right, and their communities, and not themselves. Couple of quick dumbasses. Of course, we have to pivot, pivot. but I don't, have, I don't have a ton this week. Trying to stay a little positive, but of course, there are still some stupid idiots out there, and it, it hurts me to say. Warren Moon, Hall of Fame quarterback, is one of those dumbasses because he, of course, looks back <laughs> at the Kyler Murray study clause and calls it racist. Oh it doesn't God. matter the color of the man's skin. Oh white. If you'd, if you'd put this, if you'd put this in Ryan Leaf's fucking contract. 15, 20 years ago, maybe would he would have succeeded. No, Warren Moon wouldn't have said shit. But now he's mad because it's Kyler Murray. Because he's black. No, obviously How Kyler about Murray the has Ky an issue. Yes, Kyler Murray is an idiot whether he's black, white, gay, straight, doesn't matter. Finally, F1 has got to be careful about their press releases. Number one, <laughs> Oscar Piastri. Number two, Alex Pelot. Oscar Piastri comes out that he's going to go to Alpine next year. He says, I never signed a deal. I'm not going to Alpine. <laughs> Alex Pelot with Ganassi says, No, I'm going, I'm not, I'm not going in IndyCar to Ganassi. They're both going to McLaren. Hmm. How about you don't send out press releases before you should? He's Dave. I'm Kev. Talk to you next week, kids.